fundraisers. I'm Don Lego, and it's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities and building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, well, let's get going. Welcome back to Raise Nation Radio. Thank you for tuning in. It's just so wonderful to connect with all of you through our podcast. Um, We have a very special guest and a super hot topic to talk about today. Um, And the reason why I know it's hot, because in just about every one of our surveys, specifically like our webinar surveys, I get this question. Can we see more content about content and digital marketing and just how to get off the merry-go-round and automate some of this and just make sense of it all and work a lot smarter than we are? So Chris Barlow is with us today. Chris is from Beeline and um, he's the founder of Beeline. So he knows a thing or two after working with nonprofits for so many years. I'm going to let him tell you all about that. But what I love about Chris is his title. Aside from being the founder, he is the customer happiness director. Now, how cool is that? That is the coolest title ever. Customer happiness director. I want to hear what exactly that means. So Chris, welcome to Raise Nation Radio. Thank you so much, Don. It's great to be with you. And uh, okay, so customer happiness director. I, um, If you go to our website, you can see in our team profiles, everyone puts their strengths and weaknesses. And I put my strength as people pleaser and I put my weakness as people pleaser. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's because I like to, I like that to make people happy. I like to serve their needs and, and for them to be pleased with that. And sometimes doing that isn't always the best thing for them or, or, you know, sometimes it's not, you know, what people want isn't always the thing they need. So I, I guess it's also a weakness, but anyway, that's, I just thought the title suited me. Great so. title. I, I love it. And it certainly caught my, caught my attention. So, um, uh, but let's talk, let's talk a little bit about Beeline. What do you do there? How long have you been doing it? How do you serve nonprofits? Awesome. Well, we started in uh, 2015. We help nonprofits expand the reach of their mission and grow their donor base through marketing that serves and that that unites their mission and fundraising, digital fundraising. And I, when I started, I kind of had a sense um, or I knew I wanted to, we, we started doing digital marketing, but we didn't know exactly where we were going. Um, but I I just volunteered with a local nonprofit and said, hey, can I just help you guys with your Google grant? Um, I want to get some experience mm-hmm. under my belt, help you guys further your mission. And they were like, sure, that'd be great. So I volunteered with them um, for a while, about a year or so. And they um, just were really pleased with the way it was going. And they said, Chris, we we want you to do more. And we've got some marketing budget. We want to pay you for what, for this now. And um, we actually have a, another nonprofit we know we, we think you could help. And they referred me to... Um, and so that just kind of started snowballing and and I just kind of ended up in the nonprofit world and, and it was really where I wanted to be. I was very happy um, to to kind of end up in this space and, and working among. Um, so you beeline to help nonprofits yes. with their digital marketing. Yes, exactly. Well, tell me a little bit about the name Beeline. Where did that come from? Okay, so my um, my mom gave me the idea. I 
I liked the the image of bees just because like the digital world is not connected to nature. And so I wanted to have some connection to nature and I thought maybe bees. And then um, I just gave her the, that kind of idea, some initial, and, and she's just really good at just brainstorming and coming up with a bunch of ideas. She's won multiple contests on businesses trying to come up with a name. Oh, so, shout out to mom. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, she named it. Oh, great. Well, wow. very interesting. Cool name, cool title, and we're going to have some cool conversation. Now, I know you can speak on a plethora of different things, but as I mentioned in, in the intro, I do see a lot of survey results about we need, you know, I'll ask the question, um, what, what do you need? What, what content do you want to see in our upcoming blogs or webinars or here on the podcast? And they want to see content about content, um, which is very interesting. I feel with just all the different channels out there and social media channels and digital opportunities, it feels like you're on, um, you know, an endless merry-go-round just creating content and, um, yeah, that can be a little distracting from something that's really important, like the mission. So we want to work a little bit smarter not harder. And I'm hoping that you can help us. So um, when it comes to creating marketing content, how, what are your recommendations to getting off that merry-go-round and just generating good content out there that'll catch attention? Um, uh, yeah, you kind of said it there and, and this, the principle, I mean, it sounds like a cliche work smarter, not harder, but how can we actually do that? How can nonprofits yeah. do that? That's and what we want to know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd say the first thing is to consider what you can create. That's evergreen, meaning it works all the time. It works year round. It's based on deeper principles and your values and it you take. So it's taking your subject matter knowledge in your sector and saying, how can we Put this into, distill this into a digital resource that helps people, that answers a question, uh, provides information they're looking for, solves a problem, or entertains them in some way. And, and is therefore something that if I'm searching Google for it and I find it on this on your website and your organization's website, I'm like, oh, this looks really helpful. I'll download it. I'll give you my email address. I'll subscribe. And it's not going to be irrelevant in a month from now. I mean, we, we need to keep telling our stories. We need to keep sharing it in part fact. We have to do that. But if we can create a piece of content that really helps us all the time, that works all the year round, then it can continually help us grow our audience on, on you know, with very little ongoing effort. Okay. I think we understand the concept just by the name Evergreen. Can you give us some examples though? Because that feels a little... That yeah. I can't touch it. So do you have any examples for us of what that r- really specifically means? Yeah. So l- let me just like, I'll just share a few different examples to help you start brainstorming for your own organization. Um, let's say you're in the arts and culture sector. Maybe you're a museum. You okay. can create a guide to help families learn how to visit different museums, like what museums are in your city and how maybe like free days are ways to like get in for free or discounts. Um, and so that when people are looking for a museum to visit, they find your guide on Google and maybe you're sharing about all of the new different museums. And so not only are you building goodwill um, among the arts and culture nonprofits, but you're also seeing it as the source of expert expertise for that 
particular question. And so now people are going to your particular museum site or, or um, you know, organization site for that information and they're downloading it. And now they're on your email list and they, you can start telling them about your own, what you have to offer, whether that's shows or exhibits, or you could create something around a specific exhibit, pull in the subject matter experts who helped create that exhibit and say, what can we take from this exhibit, turn it into a digital guide or resource for a family or kids or, or, or students who are looking for information about this topic and help them, you know, answer their questions, satisfy their curiosity, teach them about this topic. And then we can use that to say, and now come and visit the exhibit in person and, and learn in more and, and see and touch and, and, and take this, take this digital piece and make it and, and put it in the real world. So um, that's, that's arts and culture. Let me give some other examples just to help. Um, if you're in, uh, the, the scientific sector, you could create a checklist for people to how to apply the scientific method to everyday questions. Or if you're in, uh, human services, you could create a guide on how to, uh, maybe like experience a day in the life of someone from a different economic, uh, or diverse background than yourself. Mm. To help you, that you understand what it's life, what, what life's like for them. Or like another one is like how to throw a block party for your neighborhood and, and build connections among your neighbors. Or um, if you're in a, an animal um, sanctuary, like how to train your dog to um, stay in a kettle, uh, a kennel or, um, for a day or for, for traveling. Maybe you're going to take them, you know, on a plane trip. So how to train for that and prepare them for that. You know, pet owners are asking these kinds of questions why if you're an animal sanctuary you should be helping them answer that because your pet, pet owners are the people who understand the value of what you're doing to care for animals and so if you serve their needs they'll understand how you are, are using that guide to give them a taste of your mission and why you're doing this to, you're serving their needs as an overflow of how you're caring for animals the animals in your sanctuary all right, I'm going to play the role of a student right now, and then I'm going to ask you to give me a grade. Many of our audience knows that I do have a side hustle. I run a small nonprofit with my daughter. We've been um, walking the shoes of all of the fearless fundraisers out there for about six years. And content does feel like we're on a merry-go-round constantly. Ah, oh, what are we going to put out on TikTok and social? And it... So if I'm hearing you and correctly, we can actually put something out um, maybe that speaks to parents, um, the guiding um, tips to help your son or daughter um, be a friend to someone in the neurodiverse community, the top 10 tips or something like that. I'm not talking about our impact and what we did and our donors and thank you and our event and fundraisers and all of that. I'm kind of just educating and creating a community and a little ecosystem and something that people would be interested in. Well, I have children. I want them to be neurodiverse, respectful. Um, I'm going to take a look at these tips and maybe I can break it up into five or six segments. And now I have some content to work with. Is that what you're saying? Is that like exactly an, a good it. idea? Oh, you good. You should do it. Go do it. All right. What's my grade? What, what grade did I get? <laughs> can get, I get an, an A? a? That's, oh, yeah, fantastic. An a. I see. And so that's really effective for cultivating what new donors or awareness. Like how is it effective? I mean, the, the awesome thing about this is you can use it for multiple purposes. You can accomplish oh. multiple goals with it. So tell me you're, you can, you can use it to 
attract new donors because you can put it on your site. And now you're giving people a really re- a good reason to subscribe. Instead of just saying, sign up for our generic newsletter, like every other website, you're saying, hey, we have this specific resource that solves a specific problem that'll help you. And, you know, it's free. Just give us your email address. We'll send it to you. Where should we send it to you? And, or you could run it, run your Google ads to it. If you have a Google ad grant, why not run your grant to it? Now you have a whole lot of money that you can put behind that resource. Um, You can also send it to your current donors. You can use this as donor retention, just to say, thank you for being a donor. We created this resource and we just wanted to share it with you because we thought it would help and give you a little taste of our mission. Like you might not be dealing with uh, uh, autism or in your family or whatever the, the issue is, but this might still help you. And, and so it, you can use it for both, again, attracting new donors and retaining current ones. Wow. So it's not only evergreen, it's something that I could, you know, pu- pull, pull down from the inventory and post today, tomorrow, five years from now, because it's relevant. It, that's mm-hmm. the purpose of evergreen, but it's also serves multiple purposes for my mission. So it's very effective. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And you've got a template now to, you could take that same template and then just make some tweaks to it and repurpose it. Um, and, and just change the, maybe the, the topic, maybe write a little bit different, but the, in terms of the design and the template, you could just use the same thing and have a new, a new resource next year. God. Oh, just a refresh, give it a little yep. bit of a, a, a new, new packaging and just keep it, go, keep it going. Well, that makes sense. I like that. I think, I think. I think I'm going to do that and recommend it to my daughter. And uh, all right, well, let's get into a little bit more. I want to pause a little bit on the multiple goals. So when you have really good marketing content and we can talk, you know, we talked about one, you know, an evergreen piece, but let's just, whatever the piece is, if it's effective, it really serves so many purposes, I believe is what I kind of heard. Um, both from attracting to retaining, um, even maybe attracting corporate partners. What, why is that? What, what are all the different ways content serves a nonprofit? Yeah. So, um, you can, like I said, like you can use this to, to get people to join your audience. Um, you can use this to thank your donors and, um, you can, use this to, uh, so another way you can work smart, smartly and, and get people to, or save yourself some effort in creating a piece like this is if you consider, think about, okay, there are companies out there who already create content for their customers. That's related to our, to what our mission is. Maybe it's like similar subject matter expertise. So we're an animal sanctuary there are companies who create products for pets and for animals, for pet owners, whether it's like food or, or for play or, or care. They probably are creating content about those topics. What if I found a company whose content I really liked, we thought was relevant to our organization and asked if we could borrow it, repurpose it uh, with their full credit and like collaborate, but just can you donate your content to this resource we're creating? We're going to put a little bit of our own information in it and we're going to supplement it with yours. We'll, we'll talk about your company a little bit, not like in a too salesy way, but just say they donated this content to us. So now you're, instead of having to like create everything from scratch, you can just take what they already created. And what this does is it allow, gives them a great way to support a nonprofit. It doesn't cost them anything. 
maybe they'll be willing to donate some time in writing or graphic design or whatever from their marketing team. It helps them get their name out there to a new audience, get discovered in a, in a way that feels more like supportive rather than just pure like marketing. And it opens a door for you to build a relationship with a company who could become a, a sponsor of your organization because you collaborate on a piece on a resource like this. You have this evergreen uh, guide for pet owners you're attracting new pet owners to your organization. Those pet owners are finding out about this company and their products in a way that's like, wow, they they work with this nonprofit. And, and so you're accomplishing all these goals in one kind of one, you know, one project, one collaboration. And now you have an excuse to go back to the company and be like, this was awesome. We'd love to do more with you. Could you introduce, you know, you're talking to the marketing person. Could you introduce me to someone in your philanthropy team who's in charge of sponsorships. And instead of like trying to like approach that, that person from the outside, you're getting an internal introduction and you've already worked with them. So you can, you can really leverage this approach and this, this thought of creating something that will help people in a way that helps you do a whole lot for your organization. Okay. Light bulbs are going off. I have to say you're really taking content in to, to new heights. So uh, I'm going to go back to my example and be the student again, Chris, because you're teaching me yes. so much here. So let's talk about that piece. I said, you know, six ways that you can teach your child to, you know, be neurodiverse and, and friends to everyone. I could potentially go to a toy company that um, produces or manufactures or resells toys for the autism community and say, Hey, I, 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 I have some really good content. I'm a nonprofit. I'd love to collaborate with you and get my article or my um, piece, you know, on your website and I'll give you some creative licensing. So now I'm considered as a nonprofit, a thought leader. My article is on somebody else's website where I have a whole new audience, all new eyes I can also tout the fact I have bragging rights because I collaborated with this toy retailer, right? Like it just kind of spiders out. Is that what you explained? Um, yes. Or you can go the wow. other direction. Oh, you okay. Say, What's... We would love to, you have this great Feature article. your card. Okay. Feature your, your on, we want, we're creating a download, downloadable resource. And we would love to feature some of your knowledge in our resource. Can we just copy paste your blog post? into our downloadable guide, of course, giving full credit, saying where it came from there, that no one's going to think it. And then the content for our guide is enhanced by this company um, and, and great, given more credibility and the amount of time and effort it takes for us to create it is greatly sought, is greatly lowered. Oh, and yeah. so we're featuring you, we're giving you the win because we're, we're not asking, like, there's nothing wrong with doing what you just suggested. That's a great idea too, but you are asking for them to feature you. And in this case, the first interaction is, can we feature you? Can we take, we like what you have to say. We think this would help our audience. And I think that's a natural next step. Can we, what if we produced, shared something on, you know, on this topic for your site, that would give a really unique and new angle for your audience and readers. So you can absolutely go both directions. Let me give one example of, yeah, of please. We did this work. So we okay. did this, we did this for a Jewish food bank and mm -hmm. the resource we decided to create to help them uh, grow their audience was a, a recipe book for all the Jewish holidays. 
Hmm. And instead of create finding the recipes from themselves or writing them or 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 having to like where, where are we going to get good quality recipe photos? We reached out to Jewish celebrity chefs and influencers who had large followings and said, and we found, went to their websites, found recipes we liked, and we just contacted them and said, we're creating this resource. We're not trying to sell it. We want to use it to support our donors and find new ones. Can we, can you donate these recipes to us, to our, to our guide? And all we were asking is, can we use what's already on your website? And do we have permission to use the pic, the pictures in the, in the recipe book? And overwhelmingly they were like, go for it. We'd love to be featured. And so, and we said, we'd have a little page at the end of the recipe book featuring all the chefs with a link to their Instagram or their website or whatever. Yeah. So, who wouldn't participate in that? So there, the amount of effort it took, we had to do some work on, on formatting and design to make the recipe book look really good, but the content itself was already done. The pictures were already there and ready to go. We didn't And that's have what to, you talk about working smarter. Smarter. Yeah. Wow. So look what we just did with just one idea. So one idea is, you know, create a recipe book. You can do so much with that. You can go to Jewish congregations and get build community that way by asking for, you know, recipes and pictures and get, creating awareness to the nonprofit that way. You can go with to celebrity chefs, ask to feature them and then kind of elevate that book a little bit. Then you can ask them, hey, would you like this? And perhaps like one little idea, you just kind of manifested in so many different ways. Yes. And that's what, that's what being like doing, a, creating effective content is all about, like finding something that's going to work well and, and putting out there to as many people as possible and, and, and re, repurposing it. And not sitting there for weeks or months on end, creating it from blank pieces of paper. You're, you know, you're getting some things that are done already and doing it in a very beautiful way by giving credit and everybody's helping everybody to some degree. Yeah. And another thing you could consider and, and or think about, you know, before you create this kind of evergreen resource is, has there been something on your website or is there something, a page on your site that's getting a lot of response or a lot of traffic already? Because instead of trying to figure out what might work, if you know something is working, well, just take that as your initial idea or the theme or the topic. Um, sometimes it's surprising, like we thought this blog post would do really well and it hardly gets any traffic in this random one Google loves. And it, we always get a lot of traffic for it. So why not think about like, look at what's working and push that, give that some more, some more support and energy behind it. So take me through the journey of a nonprofit with Beeline. You know, how do you, how do you get there? How do you figure out like with this recipe book, how, what does it look, what does the customer journey look like when they first yeah. give you a call and say, hi, happiness director. I need some happiness with my content. Yeah. What does that all look like? So we start with think, understanding their subject matter expertise and like, what do you do well? What do you know? Well, like, what does your audience care about? Um, and, and I'll get into that in a minute. What does your audience care about? We just start with what makes sense and what's something that you have knowledge you have that you can use to serve your potential donors. And your current donors. What's what's that? Take that knowledge. Okay. And that just, we use that to just start brainstorming different topic ideas. And then from there, we'll do some uh, quantitative research by going into Google. There's a free tool Google has called the Keyword Planner. And we'll just search for these different topics and say, which has, 
which of these topics has the most searches happening? Because Google's Keyword Planner gives you an estimate. We think that about 10,000 times per month, this keyword is being searched or 100,000 times per month or 1,000 times per month, whatever the numbers are. And so then we'll say, okay, out of these five topics we came up with, these two have the most volume. These are the ones that seem like they're getting the most people searching for them. That means there's demand behind it. We'll also even just search Google or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or different the different social media channels and say, how many results are coming up? Is there a lot of other content on these topics already out there? Because that's that. if there's a lot out there, that shouldn't be a discouragement from you creating something. That's an encouragement because a lot of demand means a lot of supply or a lot of supply means probably a lot of demand. Um, and then the next thing we'll do, and we did this with um, the, the with, for this recipe book, we had some these different ideas. We, we validated, yes, there's a lot of search demand for them. And then we sent a survey, just like you've been talking about, to their audience. And we said, we're thinking about creating a, a, a resource on this topic, this topic, or this topic, recipe book being one of them. Or if you're an animal sanctuary, you know, how to help your cat, how to help your dog, whatever it might be. Pet nutrition, pet play, pet care, whatever, whatever again, whatever it might be. Sent that to your current email list, your, to your donors, and then just let them answer that very simple one question survey. What, what would be most helpful to you? Oh, and if we were to create this, would you like us to send it to you? That just gives you some, an extra step of, yeah, I actually think this would be so valuable. I'm not just answering your survey because I'm nice, but I actually would like this myself. And then based on that, you've got the two like quantitative, qualitative. You have enough information to know this is something that people are looking for. This is something that they will probably respond to because there's, there's, there's people we don't know searching for it. And our current donors are saying this would help us so that likely the people who find it could become our donors. Wow. So you're getting, you're getting them to be part of the decision-making process. Hey, we have some ideas, help us decide. So now they're feel a little bit more invested. And by the way, if we do this, do you want it? And you, now you've got your first distribution list going all in one totally. communication. Yes. I love how you build things like you layer and build. You have an idea, but it, it's not linear in any way. You kind of take an idea and really you multi-purpose it, like rinse and recycle and use it this way and repeat and use it that way. And I, I really love that. Is, is that intentional with your staff when you're working with your customers to see how many ways you can repurpose something? Absolutely. Because if we find something that's working, we want to just, we don't want to have to like the, the effort. It's, it's a lot of effort to create content regardless of what it is. So if we find something that's working, like let, let's just, you know, let's tweak it. Let's repurpose it. Let's, and, and put it in a new channel. Let's try it, you know, at promoting it in a different way. You know, we, another great thing about promotion is like, you can run your Google ad grant, as I mentioned before, to, to help find new people, but you could also go back to like you were, if you partnered with a company, like think about a company that has a large audience and they have great su subject matter content. Now they can promote it for you. Hey, would you put this, send this to your email list? Would you send this to your customers? Would you... And you could find a whole bunch of new people because your partner is promoting it for you. Your your com company is doing that on your behalf. Yeah, you're almost leveling up your your position. Um, you know, I love that taking. You know, going back to I can't wait to um, bring all of this information to my daughter because really that that is a great resource for parents to help guide their children to be 
friends to everyone and to understand a neurodiverse community, right? So I, I'm going back to that, but we can use that, put it out there for our donors, use it as a thank you, use it as social content. We can send it to schools and see who picks it up. We could, there's just so much that we can do with it. And then back to the toy company, you're right. I asked the toy company, if I could use their content, they're flattered. And now I've built a corporate relationship. By the way, can you use our content? I've elevated my my position in this community. And then I might be picking up a potential sponsor as the relationship builds. It is just snowballing that this whole idea is just snowballing. Um, So how much do you think taking an idea like this, this evergreen content and versus the, you know, the daily hits about impact and what we did, which, what's that ratio? Um, should it be 50-50 or what do you recommend to nonprofits? I mean, you have to share their story and, and the impact and stuff. That's that's just part of what you have to do. So you're going to, the idea behind this kind of content is create it once. This is going to be what you use to bring in new people to retain, like to encourage people, your donors. You shouldn't need to create a lot of this content all the time. Like a good, you know, evergreen piece of content. Like if it, if it's good, maybe only once a year, maybe even Hmm. less often than that. If you find something that really works well, Um, because it looks like you can get a lot of bandwidth out of this one content because we just talked about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and again, like we've taken like that initial recipe book and we created one specifically for Passover. So we just like made a mini one, a mini one. And so it was like, okay, we, we've gone through this. We know that we can do it again and just make a small one. And, um, and you, so you can kind of use it as an inspiration for like just making some new tweaks or whatever. Um, and in terms of the results that you can get, like um, if you're just running your Google grant to it, um, we typically will see organizations get between 100 to 300 new subscribers a month from a, a good resource like this. If there's enough mm. people searching for it, just on autopilot, their ads bringing in that many new people, not having to create any new content, not having to do anything new. It's just that one one thing they're seeing, you know, over a thousand to sometimes two or three thousand new people per year on their email list. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Now we talked about, you know, your Google ad and grant, and we've thrown that out here a little. Um, I don't know if our entire audience knows what that is. Do you want to share a little bit um, about the Google ad grant um, so that everybody's on the same page? Yeah. 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 Sorry to, for, for, if they're bringing that out of context. Um, so the Google grant provides free advertising on Google search for nonprofits. Um, you get $10,000 per month, uh, worth of ads. So it's not a, a grant where you're getting given money. It's just ad space basically. Mm-hmm. And a lot of nonprofits don't know how to use that. It's a lot of money. It sounds like it feels like, and, and you're like, well, we can, we can advertise for our mission and for our name, but how do we get new donors? You know, if we try to advertise for donate to a nonprofit, donate to uh, the kind of nonprofit, you know, we're a, we're a homeless shelter, donate to homeless shelter. Yep. There might be a few people who are searching for that keyword, but so are, and, and every other generic donation related keyword, every other nonprofit wants to, and, and you're unlikely to get very much results from that. So using the grant to promote a resource that helps people is a great way to start meeting them where they are with what they're searching for. So Beeline, do you really help nonprofits if they have their grant in place, maximize and optimize how they should be spending that $10,000 a month? Is that part of what you do at Beeline? 
Yes. Yeah, Fantastic. Exactly yeah, there's a lot about that Google ad grant. Um, and it seems, you know, you hear the word grant and sometimes you're like, oh my God, what does that application look like? But you might want to head over to Raise Nation Radio podcast and all of our episodes and search for Jessica King. We have um, a great um, interview with Jessica about how to acquire that um Grant. Awesome. It's very easy. So yes. it's like the one, two here. Go, go see, listen to podcast number one with, well, I don't know, it's episode 80 something with Jessica King. Find out how to get that Google ad grant. Then give Chris a call at Beeline and figure out how we're going to maximize that that uh, ad grant. So um, lots of great tips coming out here on uh, Raise Nation Radio. It's all coming together. We're connecting the dots pretty good here. So, um, yeah, this is just all fascinating. Um, are you accepting new customers and new clients, Chris, over at Beeline? Yep, absolutely. And we have a quiz on our website that you a can quiz? take. quiz? That'll tell you whether the Google Grant is a good program for your organization right now or not. Oh, we got to so head just... over and take that quick. How do we get, how do we find you on? on... Yourbeeline.com. Oh, okay. We'll get that into the show notes, right? We'll get yeah. how to get in touch with you, how to get in touch with your team, um, yourbeeline.com. Okay. I'll get that all into the show notes. All right. This is really cool. What else do you want to share? Uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the repurposing, um, maybe when it comes to, not the evergreen, but just how, how does how can we not feel like, oh, what am I putting on Facebook today? What am I putting on LinkedIn? What am I putting on, well, TikTok, if you're still on TikTok or Twitter, like how can we, how can we create content, all this digital content a little bit easier when it's just trying to stay relevant and in front of people and maybe not the evergreen side of things? Yeah. How, how do we get a handle on that? Um, I, the, the principle I like to think about is 80, 20, um, 80, 20. Okay. 20% of your effort is going to generate 80% of your results and the flip side, 80% of your, um, and the other 80% of your effort is only going to produce 20% of your results. Okay. So think about what are the, the content related social media related activities we're doing that gets the most for us. Is there a social media channel where we're just not getting a lot of response right now? That doesn't mean you should abandon it or, or, but you could put it on hold, put it on the back burner. Don't feel like you have to keep up with all of it. Find the, the, the place where your audience is and where they're responding and put your efforts into that first and focus on what's working and, or where you see the potential. Um, so you can look at, okay, what of our efforts are where we're getting the most response, where we're, our audience is growing? And, and then again, just kind of keeping our, our, our focus because it's, there's so much good, wise advice on all the different platforms and strategies. And, and what you just have to do is keep in mind, like, just because people are saying these are all good things to do, I mean, no one can do them all. So find what works for you and focus in on that. And, and that way, that's one thing that, that would help. I think a lot of organizations to not feel so like running on that treadmill that never stops. How do I keep up with diluting yourself and trying to manage eight channels, maybe not as well, bring it down to the top two or three and do them really well. Is that what we're saying? Yes, definitely. So that's that's my advice. advice on the ongoing stuff. It's 80, 20. 
80-20. Okay. All right. What else do nonprofits need to know about their content? What, what other tools we want to put? We talked about evergreen. We talked about taking that evergreen and using it in a lot of different ways that really represent thought leadership and elevate your nonprofit. We talked about this 80-20 rule and maybe less is more. What else do you have for us? Because I think everybody's really paying attention right now. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, uh, do what you do well, but be authentic. Um, so ah, in authenticity. Terms of like, yeah. Big one. And, yeah. And that, again, that's a the cliche word, but I think what that, what a lot of people are saying and what I mean by that is don't feel like everything has to be perfect before you publish it. Like, especially if you're doing video, um, if you're, if you're public creating video, like, messages for your, for your audience, you're putting those out there on social media or in emails, like just record a simple video and talk. Um, what people want is that human connection mm -hmm. and like having a professional video done is great. And people can really enjoy that, but you know how much effort or, or investment those things take. So, um, like the principle I would use behind this. And I was just talking to an or a, a director yesterday about this is the principle is ready, fire, aim, get stuff out there and then figure out whether that was the right, like, you know, don't try to like aim for the perfect like thing and get all your ducks in a row. Just like get just put something out there, get something out there and worry about, you know, practicing your aim after, you know, just to use a weird analogy, but uh, just ready, fire, aim is that, is that, overarching like don't don't hold yourself back from from pressing publish because it's not perfect yeah i mean i i don't know that people want that anymore that polished perfect staged right i think that they do want that authenticity we've been hearing so much of that and you know it's hard to get a connection when everything is just perfectly staged because that's not real life that 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 doesn't happen that way so um you say just get your cell phone out and start recording and any tips there? I mean, is anything that people need to know if they're not going to go get a whole production crew? What are some of the tips they need to know when they just fire up their camera? Audio is the most important. Audio, the audio is clear. The video doesn't matter nearly. Okay. Oh, interesting. If the video is great and they can't hear you, they're not going to watch it. If, or unless you have subtitles, right? And you, you could, you can help with that, but you in a video, you want the audio to, to be the best part or the most important is the most important part. Okay. So test um, the audio and then yeah. let it and ready, fire and aim. Yep. There yep. we go. So now would you recommend that we need to do lots of things as nonprofits, right? We have to create awareness and attract new donors. We need to cultivate our community, retain donors, um, we have to work on corporate sponsorship. Can content hit every one of those? And do you maybe get a whiteboard and put put these across the top and then put your, you know, fill your content pieces in underneath? Can can content do all of that for us? Um, I mean, yes and no. And we talked about how, like, in one way, how content can help you do a lot of that stuff. Um, and And then I think another, you know, just thing to consider is, you know, start small. Um, like, uh, again, talking, talking yesterday, um, to a director, like she knows, like, we need to do this, this, and this, but we're going to start with this piece. Cause we can do that. I can do this. I can do this right now. And then after that's done, I'll build to the next thing. 
And so if your organization doesn't have any donors or doesn't have very many donors, like obviously your first thing you need to do is start to build that donor base. And so what content is going to help you do that goal? Or maybe you've got a good donor base, but you know, like, are they sticking around? Are a lot of people coming to your audience, but not staying? Are they not becoming second time donors or like, okay, then we need to work on retention before we start bringing, like focusing on new donors. So yes, content can help you with, I think all of those things, but what you should do next should be based on what is our most important problem right now and focus on that one thing. And, And then also consider, can this, what we're creating here is this piece of content we're creating. Can it help us do more than that? Can it help us accomplish more than that? So with this story we're creating, we're going to tell the story. This is to encourage our current donors. This is to help people connect with our mission. Let's save this and and keep it because it's a particularly good story. We're going to reuse this as our year-end report. Mm. We're going to, or maybe we'll re- reuse this for an uh, end-of-year fundraiser. Well, you don't like, like any waste, do you? You just repurpose no. the heck out of stuff. Please. please. Because <laughs> one, like most of, like you put something out there, and, and you think your audience has seen it, but only you are the 100% ones who've seen it. A lot of your audience won't have seen it. And even if they do, like if, if, if you've got multiple things going, they, will, they can skip over what they already read. They're not going to be offended. As long as you're not, I think people are going to be a lot more offended if you ask them to give and, and, and you're making those like asks all the time, rather than we're trying to encourage you with these stories. And maybe you've heard this one before already. Like as long as your focus is on, we're trying to serve your needs. We're trying to encourage you. We're trying to lift you up. We want to let you know, be accountable to you. If some of the stories you're, you've recycled, some of your, your supporters and donors and subscribers have seen before, they, that will burn them out far less than asking them too much. Yeah, it really avoids the um, ask fatigue, right? The donor fatigue mm-hmm. that we talk about. It's just a different different approach. It seems very educational and not as should I say, use the word threatening is nature, right? You don't, you know, you're not going to back down. You might back down if somebody says, you know, we have a capital campaign. We really can use your help. How much could you afford, right? That that's versus, you know, we, we, we really might just want to put back into the community and we have this great education. We think you, you might benefit from it. And if not, maybe you can share it because we know somebody will. And it's a completely, it's a game changer for the conversation and building the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Very smart, Absolutely. much smarter, not harder. <laughs> All right. I think we have time for one more example. I know our audience loves success stories. So I'm going to give you a second to think about it, but you know, you've been working with nonprofits um, for, oh gosh, well over eight years now. Is there one particular, aside from the recipe book, which I love by the way, um, is there one particular success story that comes to mind that you can share with us to just give our audience the sense of the power behind what we, what could be done with content? Yeah. Um, so we, uh, are working with a organization that helps nonprofit founders, um, you know, basically start their, their organization, get, get okay. started. It's, it's a, basically an incubator. Okay. And so they'll help people who have just have an idea, or maybe they just, they, they just formed their 501c3 or they're, they're within a, you know, they just within a year. And so we, we said, okay, what would be a helpful way for you to reach new people? Um, 
And we put together a quiz for people who are starting a nonprofit. And the quiz just basically asks some basic questions of where they're at. And then the response or the result is, okay, here's where you're at and here's the next steps. And it points them to several different resources, links to other stuff that the organization has on their their website, um, some, some guides. And it helps that person know what their next step is. It helps them get more engaged with the, the incubator. Um, and and they see over 200 new people take that quiz every month and add to their email list. 200. Um, oh, my goodness. And that's that's not something they have to like do any work toward, you know, it, you know, that, that piece of content they created once. And it's been it's been working for years for them. Hmm. Wow, that is a great success story. Um, sounds like you really take a unique and a different perspective. It's not um, you go a little deep, right? You're you're not just okay. Let's just get all of the impact and the stories and you know the the statistics together and create the content calendar. All that stuff's important. You're not saying that yeah. that's not important. That definitely needs to be part of the equation. But you really yes. want to think about a different approach that's going to get you um, focus more on your mission and attracting the new donors and leveling up and all that good stuff. And that's really what this is all about. So pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Um, I talk to a lot of uh, people about digital marketing and content, and this is a a fresh new perspective. So I'm glad to bring this to Raise Nation Radio. Where where are you going to, where can we find you coming up? I know that uh, we've had you, we have a webinar with you. I think it's on our on demand. Um, Where else are you speaking or educating or how can we find you in the uh, nonprofit universe? Yeah. um, You need to write a book too, by the way. Yeah, I should. I should. Um, uh-huh. I, I'm often doing webinars. Um, I'm I'm doing some webinars this this coming month um, with some other organizations in the space. Um, yeah, I, I'll post about those on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. I post regularly there. And of course, you can reach out to us, me personally, and our team at team at yourbeeline.com. Uh, we can put that in the show notes. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm doing a lot of just. Uh, I'll be at um, at, at different different conferences uh, this year. So. We'll, um, we'll have to look out for you. you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to put all of this in in the show notes so that we know how to get in touch with you. It's a really, it's a cool approach. This was a good conversation and hopefully our audience is listening and starting to think about, okay, what's, what's that thing, but they can call you right for some help. And, uh, Yeah, it, it sounds like fun. Well, I wish we had more time and we can t- dive into more examples and um, more success stories. We'll just have to have you back again for uh, awesome. another episode. Um, but to our audience and all you fearless fundraisers out there, I'm so sorry. That's about all the time we have time. That's about all the time we have for today. Um, we know that content is it's something you think about morning, noon, and night. So hopefully today's uh, insights with Chris gives you just a new way to uh, think about it. So thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the topic, one that you request uh, quite a bit. Uh, tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. That's Thursdays, 12.30 p.m. for all our new episodes. But in the meantime, listen to all of the 87 and counting episodes on Raise Nation Radio. You can follow the channel uh, that you like best so that you can get notifications about all our new guests. We're streaming everywhere. 
Um, and we'd like to invite you if you're a nonprofit and you would like to be a guest on Raise Nation Radio, hit me up. We'd love to feature your mission and talk about um, the impact uh, in our communities. So all of your uh, fundraisers are doing amazing things. We know you're building better tomorrows for our communities. We want to hear your awe-inspiring stories. So call me and we'll get you on the show. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with their donors. Check it out at onecause.com. Visit the resource tab on the homepage. You'll see a broad catalog of eBooks and blogs and vlogs. And you'll also catch uh, Chris's on-demand webinar uh, there as well. I'm sure you'll find them very helpful. A huge shout out and much great uh, thanks and gratitude to my guest, Chris Barlow from Beeline, the customer happiness director. I still love that title. (laughs) So appreciate you sharing your expert and authentic voice and helping us look at content a little differently. So appreciate you being with us today and your uh, conversations. Um, But I do have to ask you the same question we ask all of our guests. I hope you're prepared. Any last words of inspiration? Yes. If you serve people, they'll be attracted to you. So make it part of your mission to serve your donors too. Whoa. Very powerful. Thank you. Uh, We'll have to get that in the show notes too. Chris, thanks again. It's such a pleasure. Always. You're always just making us look at things a little bit differently today about digital content. Um, Really appreciate it. Um, And thanks and shout out to your mom. What's your mom's first name? Lisa. Lisa. All right. Great title there. Beeline, yourbeeline.com. Again, we'll get that all in the show notes. Thank you again, Chris, for being with us so much. Thank you. That's a wrap. Until next time, I'm Don Lego. This is Raise Nation Radio. You stay fearless out there. 